Hey everyone, welcome to our podcast about why you should learn about anatomy and physiology. My name is Dominic and I am here with my co-host Tony. Hi everyone. Some topics that we are going to talk about are why knowing anatomy and physiology is important. If you are interested in going to the medical field, it is a good class to take. Knowing how the body system interacts with each other and understanding how much your body can handle. All the rumors and tales of anatomy and physiology being hard isn't true. It's actually a fun class that is interactive with its students and, in my opinion, a class that is extremely important. We obviously all have bodies and we should at least know a little about our bodies so we don't panic when the body is just trying to do its job. Exactly, Tanya. Okay, so our first topic is about why not knowing anatomy and physiology is important. Anatomy and physiology is important because it gives the students a basic foundation for understanding our bodies. From anatomy, we know about different kinds of disorders and diseases. We learn how different diseases affect our body and which organ, body system, hormone, etc. affects. For example, hypothyroidism affects the thyroid gland, which makes your thyroid bigger, um, may cause bulging of the eyes, irregular bowel movements, mood swings, and other symptoms. Hyperthyroidism is mainly caused by Graves' disease. There's also a foundation for hyperthyroidism. Without anatomy, I wouldn't have learned about this disease. If I saw a person in public that has hyperthyroidism before learning about it, I would have stared and wondered why their neck is so large. Now, after learning about hyperthyroidism, I can understand and be empathetic to the person who has it. In anatomy, you don't just learn about diseases, bones, blood, organs, and body systems. You also get a different perspective without knowing that you are learning from a different perspective. Couldn't have said that better myself, Tanya. I'm pretty sure you covered everything for that topic. Anatomy and physiology isn't just a class that gives you a different perspective. It's an excellent class that gives you a basic foundation if you want to go into the medical field. If I ever go into the medical field, I will for sure refer back to my anatomy notes because I don't want to be that person in class that can't understand anything. (laughs) Completely understandable, Dominic, because that would be embarrassing. Plus, with your anxiety, it would shoot through the roof if you walk into a pre-med class not knowing anything. I can, see, I can see you shaking and sweating in your seat if the teacher calls on you to answer the question and you don't know the answer. <laughs> That's a valid point. Now let's move on to the fun part and talk about some of the organ systems that are working in your body at this very moment. I think we should talk about the immune system and the integumentary system. Since the immune system is one of my favorite systems and the integumentary system is your favorite, which is perfect because they basically go hand in hand with one another. Also, we have a good example of when these body systems work with each other that you can relate to. Dom, you make a fair point. I agree with this plan of yours. I feel like people struggle off the integumentary system because it's about skin and it seems boring and basic. In truth, though, it's fascinating and it's the biggest organ in your body. Anyway, Dom, it's your time to shine. Do your thing with the immune system. <laughs> Thank you, Tanya. I will do my thing with the immune system that will blow your little speech about the integumentary system. Look, shot. <laughs> well, I highly doubt that. Anyway, proceed. Well, the main purpose of the immune system is to recognize self and not self. It defends the body from non-self proteins, viruses, bacteria, fungi, parasites, and other pathogens. For this to happen, the immune system relies on millions of defensive white blood cells, which are known as leukocytes. These cells migrate through the bloodstream and the lymphatic system, which is a system that helps clear body, body's toxins and waste. Leukocytes work like security personnel because it constantly screens blood tissues and organs for suspicious signs. As soon as they detect invaders, it only takes minutes for the body's immune response to kick in. There are two main cellular groups which are known as phagocytes and lymphocytes. Phagocytes trigger the immune response by sending macrophages and dendritic cells into the blood. A type of 
lymphocyte called T cells go search for infected blood cells and swiftly kill them all. T cells and helper T cells use this information from unique antigens to start producing special proteins called antibodies. The immune system's actual job is to stop a threat from escalating to dangerous cells inside the body. It also helps us develop long-term immunity to diseases and infections. However, some people have autoimmune diseases, which are diseases that trick the immune system into attacking the body's own perfect health cells, healthy cells. A healthy immune system will fight off numerous amounts of colds and potential infections. Without it, both strikes would escalate into something far more dangerous and a tiny infection could be fatal. Sheesh, Dom. Was that all? I thought that your little performance would be better than that. If anyone is doing a shoddy job here, it would be you. Sure, Tanan. You talk a big game, but can you back it up? Dom, of course I can back it up. I can usually back up my game like 95% of the time. That's why I usually beat you in our little competitions. Sure, Tania. Whatever you say, I guess, it's your time to shine. Although probably more like dim compared to my knowledge. <laughs> I'll ignore that little comment of yours because I'm clearly the bigger person. Anyway, the integumentary system consists of skin, hair, nails, glands, and nerves. Its main function is to act as a barrier to protect the body from the outside world. It also retains body fluids, protects against diseases, and eliminates waste products and regulates body temperature. The large, the, sorry, the integumentary system is the body's largest organ system and it absorbs valuable nutrients. It is the first line of defense against disease and pathogens entering the body. Without the integumentary system, the function of the cardiovascular system ceases because it cannot maintain without constant volume and pH without the exchange in the lungs, the digestive tract, and the kidney. The epidermis is the most superficial layer of the skin that covers the entire body surface. The epidermis is only about a tenth of a millimeter thick, but is made of 40 to 50 rows of stacked squamous epithelial cells and it protects the, deep, the deeper and thicker dermis layers of the skin. The dermis is the deep layer of the skin found under the epidermis. The dermis is mostly made of dense, irregular connective tissues along with nervous, tish, nervous tissue, blood, and blood vessels. It gives the skin its strength and elasticity, and there are two regions of the dermis which are papilla, papillary and recti reticular layer. The papillary layer is the superficial layer of the dermis that borders on the epidermis. Blood flow through the dermal and papillae provides nutrients and oxygen to the cells of the epidermis. The nerves of the Dermal papillae are used to feel are used to feel touch, pain, temperature through cells of the epidermis. The reticular layer is the thicker and tougher part of the dermis. It is made of irregular connective tissue that contains many tough collagen and stretchy elastin fibers running in all directions to provide strength and elasticity to the skin. Deep to the dermis is a loose connective tissue known as the as the hypodermis. The hypodermis serves as the flexible flexible connection between the skin and the underlying muscles and bones as well as a fat storage area. There are also a couple of glands within an integumentary system. The pseudophorous gland are exocrine glands found in the dermis of the skin and, and are sweat glands. The sebaceous glands are exocrine glands also in the dermis of the skin and produce an oily secretion known as a sebum. Finally, the serminous glands are also found only in the dermis of the ear canal. It provides a waxy sec secretion known as cerecrum to protect the ear canal and lubricate the eardrum. Okay, well, that was less dim than I thought, but I think my explanation was just a little bit better if I do say so myself. Can you ask um, to say something about tattoos and how it also affects the skin? 
I will have to agree. Your explanation was a little bit. I kind of struggled in some of these quite big words. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot that are example uh, are example of how these biases intersect with each other. When you get a tattoo, the needle um, penetrates the epidermis and ends on top of the dermis, which would then deposit blots of ink. Then macrophag- macrophages uh, would consume and travel through the blood vessels with deposit ink blots to lymph nodes. The ink can be completely dissolved, but will somewhat fade due to the epidermis cells being made. The immune system the immune system is also impacted by tattoos because cortisol levels rise. High levels of hemoglobin A, inflammatory marker C, reactive proteins, macrophages are sent to the, are sent to consume the ink and die. Tattoos can put your body's immune system in overload or not properly function and cause bad outcomes like psoriasis. The immune system and tegmentary system work together by having immune cells located in the skin to protect us from attack from attacking infections. These systems ensure the body stays at a normal temperature and prevent viruses and bacteria from entering the body. Wow, there's a lot going on in the body when getting a tattoo. Never knew that simply getting a tattoo would make the body extremely proactive. <laughs> Same here. I'm glad that I learned about this before I got my tattoo. Okay, well, the last thing we're going to talk about is the homeostasis. How the influences the body. Homeostasis is your body trying to maintain balance. An example of homeostasis is when your blood pressure is too high, then your heart should slow down. And if your blood pressure is too low, then your heart should speed up. Homeostasis occurs primarily through the nervous and endocrine system, using electrical signals delivered by nerves or blood-borne hormones as information carriers. Nice job giving a brief explanation about homeostasis. Dom, I'm pretty sure we covered everything that we said we would cover. Hopefully listeners are more eager about taking anatomy and physiology. Why wouldn't they be? Anatomy and physiology is a fun class that is a big part of our lives. Very true. Well, everyone, thanks for listening. Hopefully you have a blessed day. See you guys. And excuse my dog barking. I'm very sorry about that. (laughs)